here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. All right, and here we are again with another edition of Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarron here, Jeff Hawkins, dying in the heat. Out west, how are you today? I'm melting, melting. Sounds like you got quite the heat wave out there. See, it is in my house. It's currently uh, 92. All right. <laughs> it's warm. It's, it's trying to get it cooler, but in the yeah, and then in the San Fernando Valley, it has broken 100 the past few days. I believe it's like 105 right now. In the summer, I like to keep my residence a nice, crisp, cool 54 degrees. Oh man, I, not really. That would be a little if, too cold. If I if I could run it faster or whatnot, I would. But it just it it just it won't get cooler down here just because of being in the valley. So oh, sure. it's like, and they and you know we've been experiencing a few rolling blackouts out here. So it's always like, well, should I run the air conditioner now that I'm home, or should I leave it running all day to keep it constantly cool? It's always that kind of question. Well, while you are heating up out there, you know what was not heating up this week? Night of Champions? Night of Champions. <laughs> there will be titles defended. There will be men trying to reclaim their top spot in WWE. And by men, I mean one guy. John Cena. What a show we got this week on Raw. It was... I tell you, if I... You're being kind. If I did not <laughs> ever look for any type of football schedule, if I didn't know if there was going to be a game on any given night, I could just tune in to WWE TV and they would literally tell me if there was a game going on opposite them as and they, they did this Monday night. And they would tell you when it's halftime. Built they the would show. Tell you when it's kickoff. They'd... They built the show around Monday night football. It was the silliest, craziest. I, I mean, we know they do it, but this week literally telling you that things would happen when halftime was going on. I'm like, wow. I, I had the Monday night game on through Watch ESPN. I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, I, we got 15 minutes left until John Cena and Brock Lesnar. Okay, we got two minutes left until Brock Lesnar and John Cena. And then those final, the final minute and a half until halftime WWE was just stalling something fierce. This was just a weird show all around. It's odd because I thought he originally meant halftime of Raw. Yeah, because I thought it was the hour and a half. I'm like, okay. As soon as he started saying halftime and everything was halftime, 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 it was obvious to me that they were talking about NFL. Like, if you're going to leave the show during our boring parts, which by now everyone knows is the entire program, if you're going (laughs) to leave during that, and go watch Monday Night Football. At least come back during halftime. Let that audience build up because that's when we'll give you John Cena and Brock Lesnar. 
at least have the decency to say, go watch the network and go watch the second hour of Takeover or an hour of Nitro while we just while we just twiddle our thumbs here and 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 stall. It was just so <laughs> weird. I mean, they timed the show all around halftime. We got a main event segment of Rusev and Mark Henry on Raw because <laughs> yeah. why not? Uh, it is 1985. That's why. <laughs> then I am zero years old. Oh, you're such a cute little baby rub. cheeks. tiny. <laughs> I wasn't even a baby yet. I'm a. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll get into this raw. We'll get. We're gonna talk about uh, NXT and Takeover and what's happening in the future of NXT as well. Uh, get into some other things. I think we're gonna have next week, Jeff. Our uh, the next edition of our Hall of Fame little special. Okay. We're going to talk Sting. It, does right. that sound like something you might be interested in? Oh, it sounds like something I'm very interested in. Because you are pro-Sting for the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. I am. I don't have that much of a strong opinion either way. Like, being someone who started watching wrestling uh, in the what was it, 97? You know, I just came in when Sting was the crow Sting. I didn't see the glory days of Sting as a as a blonde baby face. Right. But just to me, starting in 97 and then going back and watching, you know, classic Sting. But I would say even if I never saw any classic Sting, Sting was a pretty big deal for the final yeah. three years of that, of the, of the 90s. It was a big deal. He's still kind of a big deal just the way TNA gave him money to do nothing for you know, a decade in TNA is a big deal. Look at the way we've talked about him for the past three years on, is he coming in to do a WrestleMania shot or not? He's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I I am sympathetic towards the no voters, but they're wrong. Okay. How about that? I mean, you, you, I mean, Dave Meltzer gives a very compelling no argument. I, I, I will say that. I've I've just, tried to stay away actually from his uh you know his arguments you know when I'm reading the observers and he mentions it like I'm not going to skip it per se but this Hall of Fame season I've tried to keep a fresh mind on certain guys Well it's impossible to avoid the argument because he gets asked it every other week on mailbags and whatnot and it's just I mean I try I try and avoid a lot of this talk as well because I just don't want to I don't want to anger people from other countries and whatnot about how they're some certain candidates are just inherently weaker than than ones and then let's say B candidates in the States. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, you know, it, it's and then it becomes comparing Sting to other candidates on the ballot like Edge. Yeah. And yeah, no, uh, I'll I'll make the case. It won't be. My, in legal terms, it'll be circumstantial evidence as opposed to hard evidence necessarily, but it'll it'll be a case nevertheless. Right. Well, I will play the uh, anti-sting, the no voter. Oh, I'm sure you're gonna have plenty of help. The the wrong person, <laughs> if you will. Um, so follow us at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. If you have any interest in Sting's candidacy for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, if you're a no voter, if you're a yes voter. If you don't care about Sting at all, which is pretty much a no vote. If you're uh, part of the lynch mob that just wants to no. gang up on me. If you just want to gang up on people who think Sting's a Hall of Famer, 
Um, or maybe support someone else on the ballot ahead of him. Just let us know on Twitter, and we'll incorporate your thoughts into that special that'll be on Voices of Wrestling next week. The Sting oh, Hall of Fame he's, he's not my first choice out of all those oh, people. Oh, no, but he's, he's to just going to be man. top 10. Oh, yeah. He's just well, going to be I mean, top 10 to get in. That's all. Rock, I'm, I'm, I'm big Rock and Roll Express. I am. I, I see, am. yeah. Did you watch the link I sent you last week on Twitter? Uh, yes. Yes. Little uh, Ricky Morton action coming in. IWA mm-hmm. Mid-South. Fun times. <laughs> Follow the at Shake Them Robes Twitter feed and you can watch that video of Ricky Morton and IWA Mid-South playing a rib on independent superstar Z-Bar back in the <laughs> mid-90s. You were not a fan of Z-Bar and his get-up. I, I thought the Ribera steak jacket was a bit much. Well, that's that was his gimmick. He okay. was a complete tool wearing the Zubaz pants. Was he really a tool in real life? or was it? Was no, just... he, he got it, but that was his okay. gimmick. Is okay. that, you know, he's wearing the Ribera jacket as if he's a big deal. Oh. When he is clearly not. But no, he was he a nice wasn't. enough, he was a nice enough guy. All right. Nice I thought guy. you looked good. You looked like the quintessential ref. Yeah, I pretty much fit that body. I don't fit any other type of mold. I'm not going to get in there and punch people. Maybe next time I'll share the link of my greatest hits of being destroyed in the ring. By the likes of Chuck Taylor. Intercut it with like Tommy Young getting destroyed. I, uh, yeah, I once, um, not to get off topic too far, I was once doing a show in Shelbyville, Indiana, and I was reffing for, <laughs> I was reffing for Ian Rotten against Doug Basham. And no, I take that back. Danny Basham. It was Danny Basham. The damager. They proceed. I don't know what's going on in this match. I don't know what the finish is. I just am reffing this bout. They start going on the outside of the ring, going through like the crowds. Uh, this was in a high school gym, so they're going up bleachers. They probably spent a good eight minutes outside the ring and not knowing that it was supposed to be a count out, I am counting them out the slowest I've ever counted in my entire <laughs> life. That it took me about eight minutes to count to 20. They did 20 counts in IWA. Which is stupid rough doing He's they probably were thinking that head. like we're trying to get a count out here and we're you know we're running out of things to do and he just won't finish this count and i finally finished the count because i'm like what am i supposed to do they get back in the ring after the count and danny basham goes on his way and ian walks up to me and silently says took you long enough kid and then he proceeds <laughs> to ddt me in the ring the glory days of refereeing that story was better than 90% of Raw. Uh, this Raw was something else. Uh, let's get into uh, Raw. We're not going to go too in-depth on this show because the WWE writers didn't. So we will start. I don't, I don't even know if it was writers. It felt like Vince on autopilot, to be honest with you. But uh, let me let me ask you something before, before we get into the critical. What's your favorite thing to watch right now in WWE? Oh, I... I mean, wow. Raw's my Raw's my favorite because if anything's gonna happen, it's gonna happen on Raw. Um, I enjoy NXT on certain episodes when there's guys that I like that are wrestling, but NXT is such a weird program where, you yeah. know, it's it's a rotation. You're gonna see some guys one week and then wait three or four weeks to see them again. We'll uh, get we'll get into that, I think, too. Yeah, and it's I would say Raw's my favorite, but I tell you what. I'm not jumping every Monday to say, oh, we got to watch Raw. You know, I'm watching the Monday night football game 
One, because it actually related to Raw, because they wouldn't stop talking about it. But I'm if watching. They want us to watch, if they want us to watch football, <laughs> I'll, I'll oblige. If that's what they're building up to is the ending of the first half, I guess I better watch the first half to see what happens. You know? So I'm watching that kind of not really paying too much attention to Raw. Um, you know, I had to go back and watch parts after the fact just to see what actually happened. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not jumping every Monday night to watch this program. Okay. I'm, uh, as I told you uh, in an email, I spent the better part of my weekend watching a lot of NXT women's matches. You did. And it's become my favorite thing about the WWE right now. The NXT women's it, division is something else right now. I, I, I enjoy the heck out of it. I, I love Sasha Banks as the boss. I actually liked Sasha Banks's old entrance music. I mean, I'm sure I'll get to, yeah, I'll get used to this new music because it's more main event player music, but I liked her music the way she came out. Uh, She's great. Her promo on the NXT Fallout or NXT pre-show from TakeOver was excellent yes. where she got yes. in Alex Riley's face. Yes. Alexa Bliss is coming up. You know, you're going to see Becky Lynch more on TV and Becky Lynch, I've been a fan of hers for over a decade. Um, yeah. I it, also, and I also found it interesting because they're booking Charlotte like her old man from the mid 80s, like right before the Horseman where Flair could either fight with the baby face and have mutual respect, but also if there's a bigger heel around, he'd baby face it a little bit to go against that. And, you know, where, uh, you know, he'd feud with Tully Blanchard or the Russians, but he could also turn around and cut a promo on dusty at the same time. She's like, she she's a tweener in a good way because yes, she's being herself the entire time. She's not specifically one week, bad mouthing the crowd and the next week looking for praise. Like she's just, she knows this. She's the best. She's going to beat everybody, no matter who you are. And if she respects you, she'll be on your side. And she got the respect of Bailey on TakeOver. And uh, yeah, it, Charlotte's been great. It looks like they're going to actually... She, she corpses a bit in character. She needs to work on that. But other than that, she's fantastic. Yeah. She, we, she, she, she breaks in front of a crowd fairly easy in terms she, of smiling. I would say she absolutely kind of, uh, you know, fell apart a little bit in the NXT fallout. Yeah. The post-show of NXT TakeOver. But let's get into this Raw. This Raw was built around <laughs> the kidnapping of Paul Heyman by John Cena, the bullying of Paul Heyman by John Cena, all to get Brock Lesnar out, and then Brock Lesnar and John Cena just fight. Six days. I actually liked the John Cena-Brock Lesnar brawl, but the entire build-up to it, I could have done without. It's the Emperor tempting Skywalker from Star Wars. Is it now? It is. Strike, strike me down with the hate in your heart and take the place of Brock in my stable as a Heyman guy. <laughs> you know, it's, Heyman's great, but at the same time, the, the last temptation of John Cena, I, I can do without. I'm tired of seeing everybody... <laughs> we've seen various wrestlers and characters try to get John Cena to turn to the dark side for the last several Bray, years. We just saw this with Bray, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt Kane. Kane. Uh, before that, it was the rock. I mean, the rock tried to do that in the middle. You know, they're, they're booing you, John Cena. What yeah. makes you want to fight for him when the rock was kind of going heelish in a way? Yeah. I, yeah. I just, it, it's just, I, I, you know, more Paul Heyman on TV. That's fine. But They've been treading water because Brock's not been on the show for three weeks now. It's the same thing. 
It's not building anything. The only part that built Night of Champions was the fact that John Cena and Brock got into the fight. And you had the story Brock Lesnar goes out there and immediately takes John Cena out with the German suplex. And you think, yeah. okay, it's a repeat. You know, this is this is what Brock Lesnar does. He's going to do it again. But this time John Cena fights back. This time he gets up and he's able to mount offense on Brock Lesnar. And that's the story going into Sunday is you're going to see if John Cena can do that. You know, learn from the mistake before and make some offense happen. Yeah, despite Brock being the champ, the story is still about Cena. And um, you had to figure it's going to be. I mean, John Cena's the be. guy and he's going to be around every week. Yeah, I know that. I, I love that we, we lock Heyman in a locker room, but there's a cameraman in there with him. That's, cameraman that's... in there? It's kidnapping, literally. I wanted to call the police. Kali made me laugh. I, I, Just, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Kali, yeah. I thought Kali was funny because it's short doses. To me, you jerk. Right. I mean, yeah, that's John Cena was just an all evil fella on this program. And that wasn't even the most baffling thing. I mean, I, I still don't understand why we had to get Roman over Rollins clean. That was you talk about a weird program and that's just added to it. You're going to announce Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. And I figured, OK, if they actually do a match, there's some type of angle happening to change the pay-per-view match or. It's not going to be a match at all. But no, we got a 13-minute Roman Reigns victory over Seth Rollins, clean as a sheet, Roman's the better guy, and then afterwards, in celebration, Michael Cole's making the hard sell for Night of Champions to see it again. For the rematch. Yeah. Yeah, See it again. Can Roman do it again? Why not? He just did it. Well, yeah, there's and there's absolutely no heightened stakes. It's not for the briefcase or anything. It's just the rematch. Now I got to figure it out. I just saw it. I don't need to see it again. And now you got to assume, or... Maybe figure, maybe it assumes the wrong word, but something's got to happen at Night of Champions. Now, most would expect that Dean Ambrose comes back and causes some type of, uh, you know, non-finish. And I guess that was fine. Maybe they could have done that on Raw. But you just have, you're having the rematch and nothing's going to get settled. Dean Ambrose is just going to come back and then guess what? The next night on Raw, Roman Reigns is probably going to be onto something else. Like, okay, Dean Ambrose is back. I guess I can stop worrying about Seth Rollins now. And both both of their promos weren't anything to write home Roman about Roman Reigns' promos are doing nothing. Oh, they're terrible. They're probably doing the opposite of what they would like. Just keep the guy silent. Have him come out in the crowd. Goldberg didn't speak for a year. And the dude got over. Yeah. Come out through the crowd. Be the cool entrance of the show. Win your match. Preferably in under 10 minutes on TV. And just beat people. It doesn't help also, and, and this kind of goes to the, what the greatness of what Gene Okerlund used to bring as a backstage reporter. But there's only one... If, if you watch these backstage interviews, they only ask one question. They, they give exposition and then they turn and they go, how does that feel? Well, that's why WWE, it seems like, doesn't care who does these interviews anymore. Right. You're and just a guy who's going to hand the mic over. Cole asked that to Mark Henry. Um, Renee asked that to Roman Reigns. And I think Phillips, we got the trifecta on that. But, I mean, we also got that on the NXT show with everybody they interviewed on the on the post show. Uh, it's just, how does that feel? And I, you lost today. Da, yeah. da, da, da. How does that feel? And, and as opposed to kind of... 
you know, what Ogerland would do, the magic of him would be he'd editorialize a bit. He'd put his own feelings into the question. Um, I was listening to one today about uh, it was when Mr. Perfect was smashing the title belt. And and what a what a injustice it was. And he, you know, he, he wouldn't just be plain vanilla. He would he would he would <laughs> and he'd even mention he goes, I'm towing the line of journalistic integrity here when I say, you know, it, it, he'd he'd add some passion to it. Mm-hmm. This is this is passionless. Oh all yeah. Of it. Yeah, and there's no guts in there. Um they are keeping with this new trend, which I guess has been going on for a couple of months now. Where instead of showing like a recap video and then bringing a guy out for an interview, they bring the guy out for the interview. While he's standing there awkwardly, they make him watch a monitor to see the recap and then get on with the interview. Yeah. You just can't, you know, you got to keep the eyeballs, I guess. Make sure people don't skip these recaps because they're so important. This raw. They're just doing everything wrong, it seems. I mean, the the Bray Wyatt promos are long and rambling and don't mean anything because the feuds don't mean anything. Mark Henry Uh. main evented the show with Rusev. All night long, we were building up Mark Henry rallying America behind him (laughs) against the Russians. We got a video from a former Olympian saying he was on Mark Henry's side. You got these recaps throughout the show. I thought... They can't po- honestly when Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins was out there and the match lasted, you know, around the five minute mark, I'm thinking maybe they just skipped the Mark Henry segment. Maybe they ran out of time and they just skipped Henry and Rusev and this match is going like 25 minutes. But no. It, and it felt like such a stale segment. Yeah, because in terms of, in terms of the, the people waving the flags. Right. And, you know, it's like, we're going to have a number of people giving Mark Henry, you know, encouragement. They got one guy. Lana went (laughs) on forever saying the same stuff until she finally got to the 92 Olympic stuff. Vladimir Putin. Mark Henry was trying to be the emotional Mark Henry and get the crowd behind him again. And, you know, it didn't quite have the same resonation as what he did when he was doing the uh, retirement angle. And the crowd was ticked by then because they, they were they seen, a, they seen a terrible show and they just go they went into what immediately they went into what immediate they were wanting the American hero coming out to fight for them, and Henry ends it by saying that not only can he not what do he, what do he say he won't let the people down and he can't let the people down, but guess what he's gonna let the people down gonna let the people down he's gonna let them all down. I hope no one, no farmers in middle America are betting all their money on Mark Henry this weekend. Because they're not going to have a good week. <laughs> Bo Dallas bringing them out on stage again. I hope no one on Monday is taking their citizenship test <laughs> on a lack of sleep because Mark Henry lost. You know, the, the most interesting part of this is, is everybody asking, okay, which one's turning, Big Show or Mark Henry? Just the cynicism between that. That, and I tell you what, I don't think, I don't think either one. Mm. I think, I don't think either one. And we'll get into that and to the, uh, the preview for this night of champions show, which night of champions is a weird one because I actually think the lineup looks really good. There's just no reason for anyone given the last three weeks to actually care about it. No, because none of the feuds matter. The lineup looks really good. They're just going to move on to something else. I mean, even to the point where, you know, maybe even the Cena 
Brock feud doesn't matter all that much. And you better hope it matters to people. Um, Because that's the only reason people are actually buying this network. If anyone signs up on Sunday to watch this show, that's the reason. Is it far-fetched that they turned Mark Henry just for the joke about having a black Russian? Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> and someone in the back, Vince, going, ha oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> probably a little too much. Okay. I would think. I don't see it happening. You never know. Um, I'm done with this Raw show. Oh, I am too. I'm ready to move on. I'm done with it. There Let's get into There's nothing in there. I mean, the, 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 they, they replayed the Ziggler R-Truth angle from SmackDown. You had Cameron trying to pin a woman while she was on her back or while now, she was like, on her front. Now, was this, uh, here, here's the thing. Was this on purpose, you think, or was this just a loss of self-awareness? Because I think, I, I, I have a theory that it might have been on purpose just to play into the, I'm going down to NXT because I need the training. And, it, and she needs the training so bad she's forgotten how to pin somebody. The reason why I don't think it was on purpose is the lack of, I don't think it was necessarily a botch. I think she just didn't realize that Naomi was on her front. Like, it was just a lack of positioning, and she was just trying to get heat. No, I figured that, but but I thought, well, maybe, you know, nobody can like, think it wasn't, that all. It wasn't time, her but... being dumb, we'll put okay. it that. It was her not realizing, you know, just her a, just getting caught up in the moment. As I said, just a momentary loss of self-awareness. Now, if there. it was on purpose, then can you imagine them putting that little detail into this program with all of the lack of sense in all the other programs lately? Like you're gonna, tr- you're gonna I'm make try- sure. I'm, I'm trying to make, have it make sense in my mind. You're gonna make yeah. sure that Cameron, her character, needs for her to tell the ref to count Naomi out when she's on her front. But everything else, let's just let it fly. Maybe, maybe that's what happened. When we were very excited about this Paige AJ feud, and now it's come down I was, to skip, skipping. I was so excited about it. I was too. Every week, I think they're going to turn it around too. I'm I'm naive like that. I think it's going to turn around. And I'm and I'm and I'm mortified by people going, "Man, I can't wait for these these NXT girls to get brought up to the main roster." I'm like, "Why? They can't. I. They don't use what they have up there." I can wait for the NXT girls to be brought up because you can't bring all of them up at once. I mean, look at Emma. Emma came up during the start of this whole Stephanie McMahon and the Bella storyline, and she flew nowhere. Well, she came she came up during WrestleMania season, so that was death right away yes. to get new characters over. Well, it's just it's just the type of character they have no idea what to do with because they've tried booking this every time with a face in the Divas division. It, it, they did the same thing with Paige. They do the same thing with Bailey. It, it, they're, they're not competent. They're just happy to be there. They're slightly gawky. And, I, uh, and, you know, and, I don't, and I don't want them to bring up Sasha Banks because she'd just become Alicia Fox or Cameron or, or yeah. whoever. And, and, you know, and I mean, yeah, Charlotte's going to be a mega star, but do you want to be brought up in the midst of this? Well, that, I, I think it's a good call. I think we talked about last week that she might be, uh, there are rumors that she might be called up soon, and I think both of us said that probably not. Like, she could use some more time down there, and that's what it certainly looks like is going to happen. She's going to spend more time down there, and good good on good. that because uh, she needs some work in the ring. I mean, she's not bad. 
No, she yeah, and she's not perfect. Let, let's not let's not overblow. Let's just go into NXT takeover. Yeah, you, you can't <laughs> trust uh, you can't trust Charlotte. Um, well, before we get into NXT, let's run down this another champions pay per view first. Okay, are we are we doing our uh, picks now? We're gonna do the picks, and then okay. we'll get into NXT. Trying not to be NXT. too uh, too jumbled around here like uh, Raw was. And then we'll go into ROH and talk about AJ Styles and what another great match he nobody wants. Let's just keep going. <laughs> talk about ROH because I ever since I stopped going to ROH shows, I uh, have kind of fallen out of the company. I don't know what's going on. I know Mike mm-hmm. Bennett has a pink belt. That's about all I know. Okay. Uh, Night of Champions is headlined by one major WWE championship match and then a bunch of filler matches, which, again... We'll run down this card, and match after match, I think this show is going to be really good. There's just no momentum going into it. There, there's no heat to any, any of these filler matches. They're just matches. So we'll start with uh, Chris Jericho and Randy Orton in a match that did not get a lot of build on Monday's Raw. Uh, Randy Orton did one little promo, and I think that was it for him, and Chris Jericho beat Kane because that's going to put butts in seats. Uh, Randy Orton is the big favorite here in what could very well be Chris Jericho's last match in WWE for the short term, maybe forever. Who knows? Uh, I got to figure Randy Orton's going to get this one. It should be a good, probably get about 10 minutes or so, but again, no reason for anyone to care about it. No, and Orton's going over big. Yeah, he's got to win this one huge. No matter what they do with him after the show. This, this is the makeup for, for laying down for Roman Reigns. We got to build him back up. Build him back up. So we take Randy Orton. Um, he's the betting favorite, too. You know, betting sites that have the odds You know, this early for a gimmicked pay-per-view. Uh, he's minus 900, so he's uh, a big favorite against Chris Jericho. The Divas title is going to be on the line in a triple threat match. Page defending against Nikki Bella and AJ Lee. Paige is the big favorite here at minus 600. Do you think Paige is going to retain her title? Um... <sighs> no. I think they're going to give it to Nikki Bella. I do too. And I see a lot of people think it's going to be between AJ and, and Paige. Um, I think Nikki's going to win too. It just makes sense that they would kind of streamline those programs together, put the belt on the Bella and have them go at it. They've put so much time in the Bella program and they're pushing total diva so hard. They got, they're got, they got to give it to because what do you here. say page wins? Do you keep going with page and AJ Lee? Do you go with page and Nikki or do you bring another girl up or have her feud with Emma or Alicia or someone else? Because if you did that, what happens to AJ Lee? Does she go away for a bit? Does she keep wrestling on the show? All of a sudden, you might have three different women's feuds, and WWE doesn't like to have that. No. They kind of already have a third with Naomi and Cameron already. So I, I see Nikki winning this one so they can kind of get everything all in one program. Get the belt there, go Nikki and Brie after the cool. fact. And, uh, and maybe even cool off Paige and AJ. Maybe have them do something else, yeah. Very well. Uh, we continue with the championship matches. Dolph Ziggler defending his Intercontinental title against The Miz. Plenty of interference. I still think uh, Dolph retains. I think Dolph wins too. If only for the fact that they've they've kind of passed this belt around between the two the last couple of shows. Um, just have Dolph win. Let's end this because I've seen the Zigglers against the Mizdows 
a little bit too much lately. I can, yeah. I'm ready for something else. Um, I'll go Dolph Ziggler too. He's the big favorite. He's, he's as big a favorite as Randy Orton is right now. So the Booker's really confident that Dolph Ziggler is going to keep that title. The uh, tag titles are next. The Usos are defending against Gold and Stardust. And the favorite might surprise you. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. Gold and Stardust are the favorites in the betting in this match at minus 430. Who do you think wins the tag team titles at neither champions, Jeff? I, I think they give it to I think I give it to the Dust Brothers. I think this is gonna be their run and they're going to uh this is gonna be the last run for gold dust, possibly. How many times uh, have and, we said and, that? And, he keeps going. Yeah, it's amazing. I know. Well, I mean, geez, this is I, also a makeup run for Cody because Cody should have gotten the, these tag titles when they were part of Road Scholars. I, you know, what's um, interesting about Goldust is I'm far more interested in seeing him keep going than Chris Jericho. Like, if Chris Jericho retired tomorrow, great. I wouldn't care. Yeah, I wouldn't care. Who would have thought that five years ago? I'm actually enjoying the the the. I mean, the antics are a bit much for me. Cody seems to be having a blast doing this Stardust thing. Well, because he's at least on TV. You know, well, why I mean, not? I mean, he's totally, but he's totally hamming it up. Uh, but I think we now find out that the Cosmic Key are the tag titles and what that means. And I think uh, I think they switch the titles. Has that has that been a mystery? Am I well, just totally it's out been of a it? Mis- it's been a mystery of what happens when they get the Cosmic Key. Oh. All right. Well, they try to keep it. <laughs> oh God! They try not if to that, lose if it. That's all they, if that's all they do with it, that would be so anticlimactic. Yes, we have the cosmic key. It does nothing. <laughs> does nothing. Uh, before we go too further into the uh, more of the main matches on this show, Christian hosting Chris Jericho on the Peep Show was announced for the pre-show, the kickoff. So, in a way, it's Christian's return to the ring, hosting mm-hmm. a talking segment with Chris Jericho. What I'm interested in, because they announced this is going to be a hour-long pre-show match or pre-show uh, event. There's a lot of time to fill. Yes. I very well could see them doing Big Show and Bray Wyatt on the pre-show. Ooh, that's a good call too. Well, they kind of started it on Raw. Now, who knows? I... Maybe it's going to be saved for Survivor Series or Hell in a Cell. But uh, yeah, if you want to give them something to do, they're not on the show right now. You know, throw them out there for six, seven minutes. Uh, I fully expect Christian to beat on Chris Jericho, and part of that injury is what leads to the Randy Orton win. I think Chris Jer- or Christian's going to come back as a uh, heel, a wrestling character as a heel. Mm-hmm. All righty, uh, way to go out. That's a hot take right there. That is a hot, hot take. I can't, I can't pinpoint when I started hearing hot take everywhere. Oh God! I hear it all I, the time now. Do you? I do. Strong take. Sports radio, uh, the news lately of all things, you know. Oh, another hot take on Syria. Epic. Hot kidding take. Me? What's happening here? The gym romification of... I've been watching too much Mindy Project, I guess. Mm-hmm. Falling out of what's happening in the real world. Um, Mindy, Mindy Project, Project, by the way, premieres tonight. Can't wait. Uh, the Rusev... Let's get into Rusev and Mark Henry. Oh, do I have to pick a winner for Bray and Big Show? Is no, that because we don't know if it's, no, it's not official, so we don't know if it's okay. happening. It very well may be official by the time this gets out to people, mm-hmm. but as of right now, it is not official. Just okay. a guess. 
For all I know, they might just have an hour-long pre-show with no matches. But uh, let's get into Rusev and Mark Henry. All right. Obviously, the main event of Raw segment, so this must be the biggest match in the show. Mark Henry is a huge underdog in this one. And I think we should be. I think with good reason. I believe this will be a strong win for Rusev. Because I think this is the last mid-card program he's going to have for a while. I would agree. I I don't know what to do. We'll get into the main event. But I, I, I think Rusev is on to better things after this. So I'll go with Rusev. And it sounds like you're going with Rusev also. Uh, the um, the upside of this character is wearing off quick. So yes, he's getting he's this is this is the last gasp towards a push. Well, I tell you what, it's got to be. They got to end with the USA versus Russia stuff. He can be a Russian heel without having to attack America all the time, because at that point it's just the same story. At some point, he's got to have a problem with the actual actual person he's wrestling, not with the country that person is standing for. True. You gotta have a story for Mark Henry, not just oh you're Mister America this week, so I'm gonna beat you up. Have a story that would, that would require care and concern. Yeah, they're too busy thinking about what Cameron should do for pinfalls in her matches. I need to write a really good Roman Reigns promo here. <laughs> <sighs> you know the uh, the Ascension has been working house shows, SmackDown, yeah, and they've been losing to the Matadors. <laughs> Just thought I would mention that right now. Um, let's get into Sheamus and Cesaro for the U.S. title. Sheamus, mm. Cesaro. Cesaro is actually the betting favorite going into this one. But to me, it's a toss-up. I'm it not is. quite sure. I'm going to let you make your pick and then base my pick on your pick. <laughs> is that allowed? That, that's sure. allowed, right? That's allowed. Oh, yeah. I can do that. It's oh, my show. Yeah. Well, it's our show. <laughs> we'll see what happens after these picks. <laughs> I'm in negotiations with the free agents. I just wanted to let you know. Uh, it's a nothing match. Um, Cesaro took the fall in the sixth man, which means if you're thinking WWE, means even, nothing. even Stephen Booking. Then we should go I'm back gonna, and change. We should I'm, go back and change the Miz prediction because he took I'm, the false clean. I'm going. I'm going with Sheamus. Going with Sheamus. Right. Um, we will differ on this one. I'm going to go okay. Cesaro because what has Sheamus done since winning the U.S. title? Nothing. Which now, by all means, most people who win that title have done the same thing. Dean Ambrose, when he won the U.S. title, didn't do anything as a single. Um, Kofi Kingston had the U.S. title. I think he did. He did nothing. Maybe it was the Intercontinental. I think you had one of these titles at one point. I U.S. title I okay. did have at one point, um, but that was late 90s WCW. Mm. Found it in a trash can. It was the best, the best moment of my life. Uh, Cesaro, I'm going to go with a win here. So we will differ for the first time. So this will be our make and break match of the show for our predictions. Possibly. I am. Uh, yeah, possibly. I don't know. I think it's just time. If you actually, who knows if they want to do something with Cesaro, they may just put the belt on him and he's the same guy. Same with Sheamus, but I don't know. Change it up a bit. Just do it. Give it to Cesaro. We'll continue with the WWE linear championship (laughs) being defended by Roman Reigns against Seth Rollins in a match we just saw on raw. That I can't imagine being that much better. 
at the pay-per-view. Um, if you are unfamiliar with the Linear Championship, follow WWE Linear on Twitter. Uh, Roman Reigns is actually not that big of a favorite in this match from the betters. He is minus 230, Seth Rollins plus 170. I think a lot of people are calling for shenanigans in this one. I think they're right. Yeah, so what kind of shenanigans do you see? Because I, I don't know It just depends if, on, yeah. I can see Dean Ambrose showing up. I can see Kane showing up. I can see Kane showing up first, leading to Dean Ambrose making the miraculous return. But do they actually let Seth Rollins get a win? Or would it be a DQ like a schmoz finish with all four men involved? Because the way it looks like from these betters, they're, they're kind of hedging on the fact that they might get Seth Rollins a win here. I hmm. see. I think it depends on what you think next month's match is going to be, and I'm not sure. See, I, I'm trying to convince myself that they're not going to do a three-way match in Hell in the Cell between the three Shield members. No, because there's no reason for Dean and Roman to fight. And why would Triple H as the head put Seth in a, you know, a situation where he has to fight both Shield members? No, but remember. In Roman's ever so eloquent promo, he did say he was on his own. Yeah, I guess and I didn't read too much into that, but you, you make a good point. That's I'm I'm reading into subtlety. it. Yeah, I'm reading into it in which Kane comes down and tries to interfere, but maybe Roman doesn't realize it, or Dean then comes down to help and accidentally maybe hits Roman or costs Roman the match, and then there's just a shove or something. That's just to, what this program needs. I know. I, I don't want that to happen. You know what? I'll, I'll just play safe here. I'll say... It also depends on if you think uh, Rollins is cashing in. Well, it, all, it depends on if you think Roman's going to be still stuck with these two. Yeah, that's true. I could see him going on to his own. I mean, Randy Orton's going to have nothing to do after he beats up Chris Jericho. Maybe oh, they go back to that. Oh, I hope not. I you know I was thinking they were gonna put Orton and Sheamus together again. Could I? I yeah. think I think Rollins win or not Rollins. I think Roman Reigns wins in some sort of schmoz finish. I'll I'll play it safe also and go with the Roman Reigns, but I could very easily seeing some type of fluke Seth Rollins victory. And I hope not a triple threat at Hell in a Cell because this. I mean, the Seth Rollins-Dean Ambrose program needs to continue, and they kind of need to be on their own. I think there needs to be a legitimate blow-off to that one yes. in terms of, hey, he put him out. This needs to be a blood feud. You could always do Roman Reigns and Kane. Yeah. Maybe Kane costs Roman the match and Roman loses. Because honestly, a fluke victory for Seth is not going to hurt Roman here. It's no. just not. If you have you know people beating Roman Reigns up and Seth gets that fluke pin, it's not hurting anyone. So I could see them doing it and then protect Roman Reigns strong and get this, you know, badass victory against Kane at the pay-per-view. But stranger things have happened. I'm feeling good about these predictions, though. I have not done too well in the last both TakeOver and WWE pay-per-view predictions, but I feel good about this show. It makes me agreeing with you worrisome. Yeah, I know, because I have not been good. You are falling down the wrong path. I've been decent. You've been so. a champion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is it time for our main event? I think it is. It is time. Oh, no. 
What? Uh, what oh, am no, I missing? Never mind. I, I thought I thought we had. Never mind. I th- Nikki's in the triple threat. I was thinking she we is. had Nikki, Nikki and Bree <laughs> for some reason. Oh, silly! You think Bree's still something they care about? <laughs> um, Brock Lesnar and John Cena. Brock Lesnar is a huge betting favorite in this one. Now, there's been talk that the experiment's over. John Cena's going to get his belt back. There's been talk that Brock Lesnar may keep the belt and go on to a new challenger, wrestle only on pay-per-views, maybe not even wrestle until November. What is going to happen in this main event? And could it be as good? Well, I can't. I was going to ask, could it be as good as the last match between the two? It's going to be a completely different match between these two. There's also the rumor that Vince was came down with an edict that John Cena needed to be booked stronger going into this match. Yeah. Uh, can't have him laid out. There's also well, you the can, rumor... You, can, you, you, you can't have injuries show up the next week. That's stupid. People don't pay attention to that. There's also the rumor that Steve Austin is going to come down, stun both men, and drink beers over their dead bodies. <laughs> oh, God. And then do a podcast where he talks about the... Uh, Montre- or the uh, so tell me about the time in the Madison Square Garden where the click... <laughs> Sorry, I can't hold on to that. Okay. Um, um, main event time. Yes. I'll, I'll go first on this one so that you oh. can siphon my pick. I am going to... Now, I know my whole reasoning for picking John Cena at SummerSlam was the fact that you don't bet against John Cena in pay-per-view main events. Correct. I'm breaking that rule. I'm going to go with the fact that they think they had a plan with Brock Lesnar and they're going to stick to a plan with Brock Lesnar. And I know I'm going to be wrong. I just feel it. But I'm going to pick Brock Lesnar to beat John Cena, continue on as champion, and maybe we don't see him again until Survivor Series. Okay. Interesting. Am I just crazy and being naive? Well, no. But I think Cena wins. Okay. And hey, I think, I think he- you're. I think you could be right. You're following the right rule. You're picking John Cena. Who who bets against John Cena two pay per views in a row? Only I fools. Think, People named yeah, Rob. I, I tend to think he doesn't win terribly. I I tend to think it's a banana peel type finish. Oh sure, yeah. And I think then they decide to settle it in the cell. I tell you what, there's a lot of people saying that, oh, someone's going to come out and and maybe help Brock or, or beat down Cena. So that way he doesn't lose clean, but he's still not the champion. And maybe it goes the other way. Maybe someone comes out and attacks Brock. Who knows? I, well, I mean, but I haven't, only, I haven't heard anyone... Ever, the only guy who would ever attack Brock would be The Undertaker. Right. That's the only one who has any reason to. I haven't heard anyone actually say who they think. If you go with the the finish that John Cena is attacked by someone or someone costs John Cena the victory, who would that be? Rollins. Okay. I'm, I'm not the, saying... Some, some representative of the authority. I'm not saying remember, no one makes sense. I'm just... No one's been... Anytime I hear, oh, someone's going to come down and cost him, they keep saying that. They keep saying someone. And no one puts a name out there. You put Seth Rollins out there, maybe Rusev. It would be, it would be the authority for me. I mean, in terms of story, that would be the one that made sense. I could see Rusev being that guy, but you know, that, that, that one makes sense to me. The one that makes sense to me is, is the authority coming down and ruining it for Cena. Sure. Well, that's not the champions. Now the champions is happening this Sunday. 
It is live from Nashville, Tennessee. They're still in the Midwest. So all you Nashvillians, and I know there's at least three of you. Uh, if you're in the area, go watch Brock Lesnar. Maybe win or maybe lose. The Nashvillians. The Nashville. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, we are going to get into NXT TakeOver, the mm-hmm. NXT situation. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, though, we're going to take a minor break. And before we do that, I want to tell you about whose birthdays are this week and why I want to do that. This is because, WWE birthdays. Because the last time you did that, one of them died, I believe. One of them died, yes. I had bad luck with that. <laughs> it was Viscera. Yeah. Viscera. Um, this was an interesting list. I was looking at just, you know, whose birthday is this week? Kind of... Has something just to look at. And like, there's no modern performers with birthdays this week. There's a lot of old school guys. I mean, celebrating a birthday on the 15th was Teddy Long. Uh, the 17th is Jim Cornette. Holla, player. The 19th is Gerald Briscoe. And then on the 20th, Arn Anderson and Greg Valentine. Talk about an old school list for the week of birthdays. And then, of course, also on the 20th is Stephanie McMahon. So she kind of breaks that little theme, but it's good enough. Those are the birthdays in WWE this week. We're going to be right back with a whole bunch of NXT talk here on Shake Them Ropes. ProRisuShop.com, your only source for authentic ProRisu merch straight from Japan. Translation extraordinaire Yatsumi has helped more than 300 fans all across the world purchase authentic merchandise, and now he's bringing that savings to you. With over 300 items to choose from, ProRisuShop.com has the largest selection of New Japan and ProRisu merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Shirts, belts, trading cards, DVDs, and more from the biggest stars of Japan, like Tanahashi, Okada, Nakamura, and of course, the Bullet Club. Get them all for the same price you would pay in Japan, with worldwide shipping starting at only $6.99. For the very best in ProRisu merchandise across the world, the choice is clear. ProRisuShop.com That's P-U-R-O-R-E-S-U Shop.com ProRisuShop.com On Shake Them Ropes, we want everyone to be able to join the conversation. Follow us on Twitter, at Shake Them Ropes, to get our latest recording and show schedule, as well as the topics we'll be discussing. If you have something you'd like to say on air, we want to hear it. Give us a call on Skype or the phone anytime. Leave a voice message with your thoughts, and we will play it on our show. Our Skype name is Let's Say Things. That's L-A-T-S-S-A-Y-T-H-I-N-G-S. And our phone number is 260-494-3811. We also take calls live while recording. So follow us on Twitter to know when you can reach us live. All of our info is at shakethemropes.com about, including on how you can subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you like the show, please tell your friends and support us by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. We appreciate all your support in helping Shake Them Ropes grow. And be sure to check us out also on VoicesOfWrestling.com. VoicesOfWrestling.com is home to pro wrestling coverage from everywhere in the world. And this month, Voices of Wrestling will be covering the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. If you're a seasoned follower of Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, or a new fan fascinated with the history of wrestling, VoicesOfWrestling.com is the prime destination this month for all things Hall of Fame. That's VoicesOfWrestling.com. And we're back on Shake Them Ropes as we fix some audio issues. You know what? I wasn't going to mention this, Jeff, but while I just said that, 
I was thinking of something. You know, I made a cardinal mistake today as far as the audio equipment goes. Oh. I unplugged oh, everything. Oh, audio equipment. I thought you just meant in life. Well, kind of in life. Hurt my feelings and it took a lot of work. I unplugged everything. I tried putting a new mixer in the setup and seeing how that would fare versus the one I currently use. It was horrible. So I had to go back. And the unplugging and the plugging isn't time consuming by any means. But you always fear that one thing is just not going to be quite like it was supposed to be. Like magically something was changed. And I was very fearful. You never do that right before a show. No, I, I made that mistake today. Right before the show too, I was scrambling to get everything right. And I feared that something was going to go wrong. Like I wouldn't be able to hear you or you wouldn't be recorded. And it would just be me talking to myself all show. And no one wants to hear that. It'd be the best show ever for nope. some people. No one wants to hear that. I watched uh, <laughs> while I was doing this too, I watched the uh, newest episode of Monday Night War on WWE Network. Oh, you poor man. You're still going with that, huh? I'm still going with it. At some point, I'm going to find one of them entertaining. Um, this week's episode was the Bret Hart story. It was 90% raw, 10% his run in Nitro. So it was pretty much another WWE-centric episode. It was effectively a mix between Wrestling with Shadows and the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels uh, Enemies DVD. Mm-hmm. Just repackaged. And nothing... As if anything could be new about the Montreal Screwjob. You know, this is the one topic where there can't possibly be anything new. So I'm just watching this and, you know, it was relatively boring just because I personally have seen this all the time. I know there are some that may not have ever heard of it or younger fans who weren't aware, but also at the same time, I think those younger fans who aren't aware don't care about all that stuff that was happening. And they just see this old guy complaining that he didn't win a title. I don't know. This episode was just an episode. I'm waiting for them to get into Goldberg. I'm waiting for him to get into the rise of, you know, the real rise of the NWO and their feud with Sting. I'm waiting for some of that WCW stuff to, to show up. Okay. I could be, <laughs> I could be waiting a while. Um, something that is on the network and live and it's new stuff every week is NXT. Uh, we previewed TakeOver last week. We watched TakeOver live. Yes, we did. It was in... Um, I don't even know how to describe the show. The first half of this takeover, Jekyll and Hyde. I think we both agreed on that. I was so bored by the first hour of the show. Yeah. That I was actually feeling guilty that I encouraged some of my friends to watch the show. It it was a, for me, I mean, it it's odd because I, I went online and I read all the praise of the show and I didn't think it was as good as the last NXT special where you had the, I believe you had the Zane Cesaro two out of three. Yep. Or am I? There am I going too far back on that? No, that was that was that, takeover. That show, that show was one of my favorite things in the history of stuff, as yeah. I like to say. Um, yeah, that takeover this, show yeah. was really good. Yeah, the, this for this 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 one definite drop in quality on all counts. Um, now that second hour, loved it. Mm-hmm. That said, this commentary team that they had on this one, terrible. Just bland. And this is not... I like Renee Young. I don't like her on commentary. No, she's not good. She, 
She says nothing on this is where you need to bring the energy. It, it's like listening to Troy Aikman call NFL games. Now, um. if she's <laughs> developing, and before I go too further, i got to correct myself. Cesaro and Sami Zayn was on Arrival, the first show. Okay. Sami Zayn wrestled Tyler Breeze on the, on the other one. Um, uh, that one, yeah, no, that one was better too. Yeah, that, that was a good match. Uh, aside from that botched spot when he tried to hit like the code red, I think it was. Yeah. Other than that, it was really good. Um, as, I, as a whole, that show was better than this one. I'm fine. If you want to develop Renee Young as an announcer, that's fine. You know, put her on NXT the show. If you're going to promote this as a big special event, maybe keep her off of it. Um, I like Tom Phillips enough. I think he's okay. Byron Saxton wasn't all that great either. I'm shocked that Byron Saxton is that bland. I really am. I thought he'd have at least some personality, but I guess they've just told him not to heal it up. Because I think he could play that well if he wanted to. And he has on occasion. And he fills out a suit very nice. I got to say that. But they they just, I mean, you have Regal and you have everybody else. Yeah. And they're not going to put Regal on commentary now that he's the GM. Nope. Which is, is a shame. But, I mean, put Riley in the booth. Alex Riley is better than all these geeks. Yes. Including Renee Young. But he's so good at those panels, too. Yeah, and he's so good at uh, trolling Sasha Banks. <laughs> right. But, I mean, like, Jason Albert doesn't do much for me. Uh, the, the, you had three people in there talking a lot and saying nothing because they were pushing... They weren't pushing the, the, the in-ring match in terms of fundamentals or anything. They were pushing story, which none of them were really good at. So I, I, I really, the, the, the noticeable drop-off in quality of, of the commentary got to me. And that first hour was sports entertainment as opposed to what former NXT shows were, which were wrestling shows. We, I mean, the hair versus hair, the buckle. Yeah, we opened with really what I thought was kind of a boring uh, tag team title match, the Ascension, losing the titles to Kalisto and Sin Cara. Um, yeah. I think we both picked the Ascension to win this one. We did. And not so much because, I mean, all the momentum was obviously going towards the Lucha Dragons. I just thought the Ascension was not going to leave yet and they might as well keep the titles. But turns out they're not going to leave yet, but they're not going to leave yet without the tag team titles. So we got new champs. Hooray. The second, the second Sin Cara is huge <laughs> compared to the other one. Well, when you put him next to Kalisto, Kalisto's yeah. tiny. He's small. Bro- yeah, and whose bright idea was it to have him try and do a post-match interview through that mask where he can barely breathe to begin with? Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not the best match for interviewing. I mean, he's already yeah. he's tired, he's winded, he, the words can't get out there, they're kind of trapped in the mask. It was okay for what it was, but, it, you know, it, it, it was a match. It, it just it didn't do much for the Ascension, and I don't know if this is their goodbye or not. But if it's not, what, I mean... <laughs> If it's not, are you just going to, I mean, I, I've, I've read the taping results, so I know what they're going to do with them. And it's just like, okay, great. We're going to stall for three weeks until the artist formerly known as Kenta gets a tag partner. Yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin made his uh, re-debut. They were really pushing it as, as his debut, but he's been on TV several times. Uh, Baron Corbin in 30 seconds beat CJ Parker. What was your opinion of this? Um, I mean, if they're, if you're going to push a new character, this is the night to do it when a whole bunch of eyeballs might be watching NXT. At least a whole bunch more eyeballs. And if you're going to do something with Baron Corbin or see what he's got, why not? You know, he beat okay. a jobber in 30 seconds. That's fine. It didn't take a lot of my time, which I was thankful about. 
It was a nice quick win to give to Baron Corbin. You know what? Corbin suffers from the Jack Swagger syndrome and that you don't realize how big he is because I looked at him on TV and I just went, eh, nothing for me. He's not built necessarily. He has terrible tattoos in my opinion. Well, I, I hate the tattoos across. The, when CM Punk got his tattoos across the chest, I'm like, okay, you're immediately trying to make them want to push you down. Like, what well, are you I doing with he, all the tattoos? I think, I, well, I think he wanted to do that as an excuse to, I think he got laser on the chest hair. So I think he just wanted something to kind of cover up that fact. Yeah, whatever. But, but I mean, this guy looked doughy and pasty and. He's not know, main was, roster ready by any means, but if you're. No, I mean, it was, it was a nice one move match. I'll give it that. Although I, I, think, I thought so poor CJ got concussed on it, but. Uh, yeah, it looked pretty bad. But um, it's another, like, okay. Another flatliner type finish in WWE. So these are got, the only finishes that go over now. We got someone bringing that back. Um, Enzo Amore <laughs> beat Sylvester Lefort in a hair versus hair. This match was boring. It went on forever. Enzo Amore might be more annoying in the ring than he is speaking. He has X-Pac heat. To me, he me. does. To me, he really does. Now that I, crowd, that crowd eats it up. I they don't... love it. Yeah, but you can't tell what that crowd is going to like versus what they'll translate to WWE. That crowd loves Emma, and no one does the Emma dance. This crowd feels like a hipster indie club that loves their bands, and you're kind of like, and you go in for the first time, and you go, I, I don't see why they love this group so much. I hope Sami Zayn translates in front of the WWE crowd, but you just can never tell with any of these guys. What no. will actually translate in front of the crowd? Um, but Enzo it's, Amore Enzo is just... Enzo Amore is the, is, is, <laughs> he's the chicken hawk from the Looney Tunes commercials. This this was another bad match. Marcus Louis gets the win. Or Marcus Louis gets the baldness, I should say. Yeah, uh, what a ripoff. Yeah, I, I wasn't invested in this match to care anyway. No, um, and it, it was way too long. Way yeah. too long. And I will say, I mean, in the future, who cares about the stip? Um, in this regard, Marcus Louis will look better bald than Sylvester Lafort will. I think so true for the future. Why not just have him as the bald one? Lafort's smaller than I remember, but maybe he's always been well, kind of small. I don't know if you ever watched that, uh, when he was on the reality show about Lance Storm's school. Yeah. World of, not world of hurt. Um, world of hurt. World of hurt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. World of, he was on that show and he was the big guy in the, you know, he had a body in the group. Yeah, but when you're at an indie training center, usually it's a bunch of smaller guys anyway. Right. So I mean, he looked he looked better compared to who he was in there with. But now, yeah, when he gets up to a roster filled with you know Colin Cassidy, B A W L D bald. That's I think that's the thing I hate the most. If he didn't do the S A W F T soft, I wouldn't hate them so much. Because I can get into how he's kind of a little crazy and neurotic with the buggy eyes. I can get into the accent a little bit and the voice. Because um, it's a deeper voice than you would expect a guy that size to have. Or just a guy who looks like that. I, I think it's really when he tries to do all these catchphrases all at once. It gets a little grating. But that's me. Um, speaking of grating and going nowhere, Bull Dempsey beat Mojo Raleigh. Oof. If both of these guys were cut tomorrow, not only would I not care, I would actually be a little bit thankful. You were right about Bull Dempsey. Well, I mean, every, who wouldn't be? Bull Dempsey is nothing. You know what he looks like? He looks like Black Bart. 
in the old <laughs> NWA days. Yeah. He, he, he's an exact doppelganger of that. You put a cowboy hat and a trench coat on him, he's Black Bart. He looks like Even, the average indie geek that would be on a show that thinks he's going to be the top bad guy in this small the indie. Mon- the top monster, right. even, because he's just fat. He's just fat and hairy, he, and, he, he, and he tries to give the mean guy look. And he potatoed the <laughs> poor mojo. Yeah, I mean, thankfully it was short. I think it went only a minute. But Bull Dempsey gets the win here. Has Mojo gotten smaller too? Maybe. Smaller in stature, that's for sure. Well, yeah, I just remember. political stature. I hate to use the, I thought he'd be bigger line, but I I remember the first time I saw Mojo, he was this jacked up dude who, you know, stay hype. And now he looks so small now. I'm like, hmm. I don't know. I really, I honestly couldn't tell you because I haven't paid attention to Mojo in a good amount of time. Well, neither have they since Gronkowski no longer comes to the shows. In breaking news, for those who are going to be listening to this, for anyone familiar with the usual Triple H Michael Cole segments on WWE.com each Wednesday, this week Triple H is going to be replaced by Brock Lesnar. So you're going to get an exclusive Brock Lesnar promo. uh, I might have to watch that. Airing possibly tonight on main event, but definitely on WWE.com on Wednesday. Um, Main event, speaking of which, I don't know what anything that's happening on main event, so we won't really go into that. Uh, We we got a uh, women's title match here on NXT TakeOver. Charlotte beat Bayley. Mm Mm-hmm. Looks like Charlotte got into it with Sasha on the post show. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like that's the direction next. What do you think of Bailey in this match? She does this character better than anyone I've seen in terms of the gawky beta girl trying to go after the alpha mean girl. Uh, the vocal inflections are great. I liked I liked her big match entrance. Yeah, with the blow up thing. I thought that was great. I thought she did she did okay. It wasn't anything spectacular from her or from Charlotte, but it was a nice match. I thought, I thought what made the match was the emotion that both put into it in terms of, you know, just the kind of scowling and I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to shake your hand. I I got into it. I I lost myself in this match. I I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I thought the, 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 the moment I got out of the match was the moonsault when she landed, she was too athletic and she landed on her feet and kind of had to, dropped down but other than that i enjoyed the yeah, heck out of that was match. funny yeah the crowd didn't know exactly what was going on because she she does that moonsault she lands on her feet and she just kind of plops down yeah and it was a little funny looking um i would consider this to be charlotte's weakest of the nxt special matches i would agree um her match with emma was better than this slightly and then her match with natalia was i mean women's match of the year um yeah this is also the th- <laughs> they, they've now given a third name to this uh finisher of hers as they continue to did they I, I didn't even notice what they called it it's now called natural selection okay it used to be bow down to the queen yeah and then before that it was something else i believe bow down to the queen was a little long it's a little wordy well it, it was it was a homage to the uh to the city well to well also to evolution i believe oh i guess since since she's part of the evolution of flair right you know, whatever. Right. I am looking up what her finishers have been called. Okay. Uh, Charlotte's Web. Right. I don't think that was it. That was a different move, but so Wikipedia, the <laughs> all knowing. 
big. <laughs> they should do a Charlotte's Web angle. Uh, bow down to the queen and natural selection are the only two names they have listed for it. Okay, then maybe I'm incorrect. Maybe it was only two names. I thought that there was a third there in my in my binge watching of NXT women's matches over the weekend. Yes. And uh, I and I like the kind of the dynamic of the three way here with with Sasha Banks and I liked the BFFs as a stable. I really did. I thought they were they were quite good, and and I like this kind of uh, heel with respect versus vicious heel versus all American babyface. Like I said, it's it's Dusty Flair Tully for me, so I, I'm enjoying it. Main event was the Fatal Four Way. Uh, Adrian Neville winning. Quite enjoyed this match. Oh, did I love this match? It was it was pretty hyped. I actually uh... for for a four way in which you have guys stalling outside and coming in to do different spots. I mean, you had the predictable Tower of Doom spot mm-hmm. from these four guys. I think Tyson Kidd is doing some great stuff. Tyson Kidd's great in NXT. I thought I thought everybody. I mean. It made me even believe that Tyler Breeze at one point was going to steal a couple of wins when he cut off Sammy. I I bought into the, the one. Yes, I bought into that one. I think, I think that was and the I, one I bought into. And I bought into the other one where uh, where he threw Neville out of the ring just to cover him. I, I I I bought into that one as well. I know there was one Tyler Breeze uh, steal the pin moment that I really thought was going to be it because of course I predicted Tyler Breeze would win this match. I was wrong. Uh, you predicted Sami Zayn, I believe. Mm. I was sort of right until that evil, mm. dastardly Neville. Yeah, it's either right or wrong, Jeff. There's no uh, degrees on this one. Uh, okay. So, yeah, that's the question. A lot of people thought with Neville, uh, basically, I mean, you're the champion. You do whatever you can. Uh, but Neville was kind of doing what some would consider heel tactics just because he was doing them at the expense of Sami Zayn. Uh, he had the yeah. one where he stopped... Uh, he stopped Tyler, I believe, from tapping out to Tyson Kidd. He stopped the pinfall by grabbing a referee out of the ring when Sammy seemingly had the match won. And the crowd kind of booed a little bit. Did not, to me, appear that they were turning him heel. It was just, just a champion more, trying to keep his title. Yeah, more competitive. I, I could see where it's the start of a heel turn, but I don't think they're going to. No. And then you look at the NXT tapings. The next day, they taped four weeks of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about, we won't really go into what the tapings did, but kind of go over what seems to be the main themes over the next four weeks. Right. But before we do that, what did you think about Kenta debuting in NXT and taking the name Hideo Itami? I thought WWE should have gone the extra mile since they're plugging him as Kenta to come watch the show to make a deal with him to license the name Kenta. And just go with that because the crowd's already chanting Kenta. You're already halfway there in terms of getting him over. And then to give him just a boring name like Hideo Itaki, is that the name? Itami. Itami. Sorry, Itami. Get it right. This is a man's name here. It's... Superstar. Well, it's it's the kind of name that needs a nickname. And yes. then they're gonna try and force yes. an, and then they're gonna try and force a nickname like they did with instead of using Pac, they named Adrian Neville and then called him the man that gravity forgot. Um for which ch- well for chanting purposes, I don't like names that have three syllables yeah. in either word, and this one's got two of them. Two's easy. Um the crowd after you know they did the deal where 
the Ascension came out, kind of threw him out of the ring, asking for their tag title rematch, and then Kenta went crazy and beat up both Ascension members, or at least beat him out of the that ring. That part I liked. That, no, that was a good segment. I think bringing out Regal out there was a mistake because Kenta looks so small next to Regal. Yeah, I'm, he's going to look small against anyone, so... I, I know. Why not? You know, Just don't try to hide it. Just let him be out there. Okay. Um, he's going to look small against everyone. That's true. He's going to look small when any referee is in there. Oh, man. I mean, right. Drake Younger's going to be taller. Jason Harding's going to be taller. These guys are going to be just taller. Um, what, what did you think? I like the segment enough. I I figured originally when he signed that they would change his name. But then after every press release and after everything having Kenta on it, I thought, okay, maybe they're keeping the Kenta name. They're just going to keep it. So it was a little bit of a disappointment when they changed it. But if you just go back to when he first signed, it shouldn't be a disappointment. They were going to change his name. I don't hate the name. I just think it's a little awkward to try and chant as the crowd did try, you know, they were really crazy for Kenta when he first came out. But then after the Ascension angle, they still chanted for Kenta and then slowly kind of got into a Hideo chant. Yeah. And Hideo, Hideo is just a little awkward. Um, my f- my fears though, when they come down with nicknames, they always, I mean, they always end up screwing it up. Eventually somehow. he might have a nickname. Um, You got to figure that, you know, in his promo, he, he said how he was, taking the name based on one of his heroes. So, I mean, he picked the name. If it's going to mean something to him, why should we care? No, I, I agree with that. I just, I'm, I'm always fearing, you know, how they're doing on the main roster with the Roman empire. Yeah. Which is, which is the new big hungry. Yep. Um, I fear something like that, like the Asian sensation. <laughs> something terrible like that coming down the pipe. Well, if they do that, I'm blaming you because you just gave them the idea. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're listening. Oh, they are. Um, this feud is going to continue. Hideo Itami for the next four weeks is going to, Im- is going to be embattled mm-hmm. in a story with the Ascension. So the Ascension sticking around. They, they kind of beat up, you know, Adami's uh, friend. I think it's Funak- in the last Funaki. episode, Funaki. Yeah. So the story spoilers, I, sorry kids. Is Kenta going to get a tag team partner? Is Atami going to go it alone against the Ascension? Is someone else maybe gonna come around? You know, I Everybody wants Devitt, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, I thought Devitt might actually show up at Takeover involved with Hideo Atami. I didn't. I didn't think for a moment they were gonna cut that shot. I thought for off. I thought for a brief moment. Just a brief moment. That maybe. The, most, the most clever idea I had was, was the Steen Devitt uh, Atami stable and call them the international, no, the international wrestling community or oh. coalition. The IWC just as a little dig at the internet wrestling. Community. Why not? Why not? Uh, I, thought, I thought that was clever, but other Do than it. that, I, I think they're going to take an established guy and they very well could probably a big guy, probably maybe even. Uh, Big cast after they fire Enzo. Bronson. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever they do, you know, we'll let it play out. It's four weeks in. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to tell you what he does, but Titus O'Neil is all over these next NXT shows. That was interesting. That was an odd choice. But hey, I, I'm not going to complain. Titus O'Neil, I like him. I like Titus O'Neil a lot. He entertains me to no end. Yes, he left Heath Slater at home. So really, this is Titus O'Neil's best, you know, 
couple of weeks in the summer. As long as he doesn't do that Pancake Patterson character, I'll be fine. It'd be Titus O'Neil. Let's be yourself, Titus. Um, a little bit of a surprise just because rumors were running rampant that the NXT guys would be all over TV this week. They were not. I didn't see that happening, but especially on a, on a uh, go-home show for the pay-per-view. I just didn't see them bringing them up. Maybe, I, maybe Adrian Neville comes out and just kind of put over takeover because, hey, the show's still somewhat new. You know, Maybe new subscribers go back and watch it. Well, if anyone's getting called up, it's Neville. Yeah. Uh, see, I still have doubts that they're ever bringing up Zane. I really do. I mean, they had him as the bunny, I guess. Yep. But I still think. But they're not going to bring him up as the bunny. I don't see no, that. No, I think it was but, just a guy who could fit in the bunny suit. But I think he's he he serves that role in that he makes everybody else on that NXT roster look so good. Well, remember after the I want to say it was NXT. Takeover, the the two out of three falls match. Maybe it was a rival. I I'm not sure. Um, the two out of three falls match is that what it was on Takeover? Am I just losing my mind? I what, what was the match I, on NXT Takeover, which was the second special? Right. Um, Sami Zayn and Cesaro was on Arrival, and then Takeover was Tyler Breeze and Sami Zayn. Okay, so but I think it was they, after... They were both great matches. It was after Tyler Breeze and Sami Zayn, because Adam Rose was on that show. Eesh. Adam Rose and Sami Zayn, he recruited Sami into the entourage after that show. Yes. It would not be out of the realm of possibility that they actually make Sami Zayn the bunny. That's all I'm saying. Mm. W- would not be outrageous. No. He's a, he fits in the costume. Yes. Uh, this day in history is actually a pretty momentous day for modern WWE fans, Jeff. Did you know that in 2003, on this day, the infamous Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle Iron Man match on SmackDown occurred? Ooh. Brock Lesnar beat Kurt Angle 5-4 to four for the WWE title. And that is that was, available on the network? Um, yes, I think it actually is. Ooh, I'm going to go watch it. Then. I think it actually is. I will research that really quickly. But not only did the WWE title change, hand, change hands on that show, and this event was taped on the 16th of 2003. It actually aired two days later on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Right before that match, there was a tag team championship match with Eddie and Chavo Guerrero going up against... Haas and Benjamin of the world's greatest tag team and Los Guerreros won the tag titles that night. This was a pretty big smackdown on this day in history. World's greatest tag team, very undervalued, especially, you know, since not a lot of people got to see their ROH work. Yeah. They were undervalued for a while. Yeah. I liked them. The, I did too. The smackdown with the Iron Man match is indeed on the network. Hooray. So if you want to go watch those tag uh, team uh, title matches and the Ironman match, you absolutely can on WWE Network. Also in 2002, the year before, Chris Jericho won the Intercontinental title on Raw against Rob Van Dam. So Chris Jericho and RVD, 12 years ago, were wrestling each other on Raw. And up until the last couple of weeks, they were still around. Good for them. I'm not going to hate on them for being around. Uh, they're just worth the first pop. If you keep them around there, it's troublesome. Yeah, good on good on them for lasting, though. 
we've seen yeah. a lot of we've seen a lot of sad stories, and we had one last week with Sean O'Hare. These yeah. guys can stick around. I'm all for it. I am all for it. Next week on the show, we're going to do rundown night of champions. We're going to find out if I'm still awful at predicting matches. I'm on a bad streak. Hope it doesn't continue. There's going to be maybe some exciting and dare I say exclusive to shake them ropes news. Huh? Maybe. Why have I not been apprised of this? That's that's all I can say. Oh, okay. There's only two people that know about it. Wait, there's only two people who are on this show. Right. You're not one of the people who know about it. Son of a... This is actually... Because then if it doesn't happen, I'm just going to be embarrassed. Okay. But I will say, there are two people that know about this. And one of them works for WWE. And the other one is me. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't want to hype it too much because it also may not be actually a big deal. (laughs) But, But we'll have some fun stuff. So follow at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Uh, you will be able to catch this show and find a lot of Hall of Fame materials and a lot of different cool, uh, fun articles on the world of wrestling at voicesofwrestling.com. You can follow Jeff on Twitter if you want to know about the world of politics, Los Angeles, and dying of heat stroke. <laughs> I've been tweeting less politics lately. Has I'm your trying place, to keep it light. And... Is, is your place in the, at least the 80s temperature-wise now? I am looking at my thermostat. I believe I am down to a nice, comfortable 80 right now. 80, that's not bad. It's well, still a little I, warm. I have a new air conditioner, so it's it's blowing pretty well. Okay. Good work. Anything else we want to cover before we say goodbye to all these fun people? Oh, that's 88, not 80. Yikes. <laughs> um, hopefully next week will be much more exciting. And next week we also have sting arguments, I believe. Next week we are. That's oh. Thank you for bringing that up. We are going to debate sting. I haven't quite decided. Yes. Based on us having... Uh, the Raw to cover and Night of Champions and maybe some other stuff. I don't quite know if we're going to talk about Sting on the same show or if we're going to make two separate shows. Okay. Um, Either way. The Hall of Fame piece might be, we might post that just on voicesofwrestling.com kind of on its own. Probably go about 25 minutes like we did with CM Punk. Um, but we'll we'll keep everyone updated on Shake Them Ropes, uh, at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. So follow along. Next week, hopefully, we're more enthused because we have more exciting programs to discuss. I think, again, I think Night of Champions is going to be really good. I'm looking forward so. to the work on the show. I, I, I am as well. Uh, <laughs> as long as we don't get Toru Yano Kane again, I'll be fine. Yes. And if you're in the uh, Pennsylvania area, former WWE stars The Spirit Squad, as well as Yoshitatsu, are mm. going to wrestle in Shikara this weekend. Shikara. Shikara. King, King of Trios always fun. Yes. So I loved the, what was it? The powers of, uh, uh, what was it? it was, oh, powers of pain. Of, no, well, it was a nickname because it was, it was the powers of pain and, and, uh, and Haku. And so it was an amalgam of the powers of, of pain and whatever Haku in the box. Oh, the, pow- the, uh, faces of pain or powers of powers fear? of fear or something like that. Yeah. I think no, it was I, the faces I, I of pain. Faces, Faces of, of pain. pain, I think. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, Haku debuting. So yeah, if you're a Shikara fan, go watch Yoshi Tatsu wrestle in yeah. Shikara. Uh, that'll do it for this week on Shake Them Ropes. Thanks everyone for listening. Again, follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And if you would be so kind, go and rate us and review us. Uh, hopefully we are worth your time every week. We will continue to try and be. 
And again, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week on Shake Them Ropes. USA! 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 Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.